Hey, hey, this is Chia Gobi Fowler. Super excited to have you on this edition of the Short-Term Revolution podcast. If you are new to us, well, welcome, welcome. Might as well just grab a seat, just hang out, because we're going to chat a little bit about how to pick a location for your short-term rental, okay? You ready? Are you, like, seated and comfortable? Because even let me just pause for a second and let you just sit down. Okay, that's enough. All right, so... Of all the decisions that you have to make when you're getting started with your short-term rental, I feel like picking your location is the most critical. It's the most critical. So much so that during our event in October, the, our in-person Physician Wealth Revolution event, we're going to have like dedicated time to actually work through the nuances of this. But I thought that, you know what, today... Um, oh, and by the way, if you want to be, to, to be in the room there, go to PWR. Con, so pwrcon2022.com. It's pwrcon2022.com. And you can register. And I think you do that ASAP because it's like almost, almost there, <laughs> almost here. Um, but in terms of picking your location for short term rental, a few things that you need to keep in mind. Number one is regulations. That has got to be your number one thing. Like do not pass go, do not talk to a realtor, do not do anything until you have looked up the regulations for the city that you're that, 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 that you're thinking of. Okay. So how do you find these regulations? The easiest thing to do is to go onto Google and just type in short-term rental regulations and type in your city name. Now, some cities do not have regulations spelled out. Some cities have them fleshed out in some way or the other. You need to know where you stand, okay? If it's a place that does not have them fleshed out yet, you want to be able to understand that that, have, that that it has not been fleshed out and that you are potentially going into a place that could change down the line. And even in some cases, I mean, they can change whatever. I mean, that's basically something that you just have to know as a short-term rental host. But um, look that up before you start. Okay. And sometimes regulation, like I said, can be mute, but sometimes they'll spell out like licensing requirements. And if they do have those licensing requirements, you need to actually call the city and make sure that they're even giving out licenses. Cause that could be something that, you know, they may have paused for some, for some reason and find out from them, like what the process is, how long it takes so that you can plan appropriately. Because if a place has like a three month window for getting a license, and then, and then you get your place, then you know you have to be sitting on the property for three months before you can actually go live. You do not want to have that um, happen. Um, the next thing you want to know is what your budget is, right? Obviously, right? So sometimes people are like, okay, I don't even know how to even find my budget. Here's the thing. You can generally use a 10% down loan if, you, if you're getting the property as a second home. So if you use, if you, if you get a property, um, as a second home, you can put down just 10%. So let's say a property is worth $500,000 and you have $50,000 in your bank account for the purchase, well, you can get it, right? Now, keep in mind, your the amount that you require is going to be more than just a down payment. The, the, the down payment is just the start. So you need 10% down for the actual like, down payment, but then you also need like another like maybe 3%-ish for the closing costs. And then you need to furnish the place if, if, if it's not a, if it's not already um, furnished. <clears throat> so um, at the end of the day, so for example, for like a $400,000 house that we just got, about $40,000-ish was the down payment. Um, a closing cost, I forget how much it was, but I know that at, at, at closing, we had about $57,000 in the deal. 
And then it took about maybe like $20,000 to actually furnish, just to give you like rough idea what numbers look like. Okay. Now, if you're doing arbitrage, well, throw out all of that and just furnish the place. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so that gives you an idea of what the budget looks like. Okay. And then you want to know how much a property can generate <clears throat> before you plant it in, because you can buy a property for $400,000 and that property can make you $100,000 or you can go to a different place and buy the same property for $40,000 and that property will make you $20,000. Obviously you want the former, right? So there are different tools that we use to assess and analyze what the revenue could be like. The most popular I'll probably say is AirDNA <clears throat> and, there, and, and, there, and, and there are others out there. These tools are not foolproof, okay? They go based on historical data and one may argue that in the past year or so, people have not really seen some people, I take that back, some people have complained that they're not seeing as strong revenue um, as they may have, like say in 2019, 2020, even early 2021. Um, so keep that in mind as you run numbers. So you want to be in a place where the numbers are solid, the fundamentals are solid. In, in other words, there are things that will bring someone to that place, be it like a major fixture, like your lakefront, for example, or you are like in the beachfront or something like that, or you are right in the heart of the metro area where the place can serve you either as a long or a short-term rental, and short-term rental is just a way to boost your boost your um, returns, okay? Those, those are the places that I will be planting my, planting my, my money right now um, because like this is not the market where you just have a me too property that has no differentiator. Um, and it's just like, oh, I just got a short-term rental because, because everybody's getting a short-term rental. Now that that won't fly in this market. You'll be sitting down with a property that is just not booked. Okay. Um, and then you want a property in a place that gives you the returns that you desire. So you can be in a place where your your four hundred thousand dollar property makes you, you know, eighty thousand dollars, for example. But then if the taxes are so high that it eats up all of that money, then what's the point, right? So you have to make sure you run the numbers to ensure that you actually have great cash on cash return, if of course your goal is the cash flow. Um, and, that, and that at the end of the day, it helps you meet the goals that you have set out for you, your family, and your overall well-being, okay? So just a quick you know, summary of like how to pick, how to decide on where your property is going to be. I usually have my clients kind of go through like a 12, a 12 city list, okay, where they, I basically show them like how to come up with that list of 12 cities based on places that you know, places that the people around you say that they go to, places that you hear, that you hear other people having their short-term rentals in. But for each of those 12 places, you have to go do the due diligence yourself to make sure that each of those, that any of those cities that you eventually settle on allows for short-term rentals. Because what is the point, right? If you pick a place, buy a property and then realize next next day that you can't actually run a short-term rental in it. That'll just be painful. Oh, one last piece is that you need to make sure that if there's an HOA or a condo association that they actually allow for short-term rentals, now here's the thing. I personally don't do either of those. Like I can't stand the idea of somebody telling me what to do with the house that I bought with my own money. So I generally don't buy properties that are anywhere with an HOA for a number of reasons. And one of them being that HOAs can change their mind on the turn of a dime. So I just don't mess with them. Now, some people do. That's up to them. For me, I personally do not like HOAs. All right. Anyway, just a couple of tips to think about as you're thinking about where to plant your short-term rental. Once more, if you would like to, to like get this all kind of played out, drawn out in a good old three-day um 
bootcamp style, you know, empowering and inspiring event, come join us at the Physician Wealth Revolution live event, which is going to be happening October 21st through the 23rd, 2022. And, and you can find it at PWRCON, PowerCon2022.com, PWRCON2022.com. I hope I get to see you in person or at least on the next episode. Take care.